0: There are so many uh, colloquialisms or um, ways of saying something that are that are they're really cool catchphrases. Like leaders know the way, show the way, and go the way. It's a really cool phrase. I mean, it's a great catchphrase. It's a it's a great title. In fact, it's a, a subject of a great speech by Dr. John Maxwell. But I wonder how many people quote that phrase, but they couldn't give you an illustration. Not a single idea of what it actually looks like in daily practice. See, one of the challenges I find with leaderships at all levels, again, parents, organizations, community, especially politics, is I hear leaders who have ideas about how things should change, about the way that something should be done differently, and they want to dictate or mandate or or throw the idea or the colloquialism out there, the ideology even, uh, but they wouldn't know how it worked if it poked them in the eye. They wouldn't know what to do with the process or how to execute the process. So I think the idea of know the way, show the way and go the way has kind of fallen through the cracks in many people's lives, especially young people who maybe they've heard the phrase and they think that's a great phrase. It's the equivalent of a motivational speech poster i don't know what to do with the instruction know the way show the way and go the way i know that i should if i want to be a leader i know that the leaders around me they should be doing that but i don't have an example in my life of what it looks like so today i'm gonna give you one welcome to leading leaders podcast five minute videos five days a week i'm jay lauren norris with leading leaders podcast and yesterday afternoon i get a text from my son that he's having trouble with his old truck now he's got one of those project trucks. It's a it's a collectible. It's uh, 36 years old or something like that. It's, a, it's an old truck and he loves it. He loves the old truck, but it's an old truck, which means from time to time it does stupid stuff that's no longer under warranty and, and it requires fixing. It requires some repairs. And so he's got quite a bit of money invested in it from buying the truck and the little updates and, you know, tires and brakes and modifications and things that he's done to it. But now he's kind of having one of those You almost want to call it a demon problem because it randomly does stuff and you're like, why did it do that? Well, part of it's old age and part of it's what he's done to fix it sometimes requires a little more improvement than what's been done. So he sends me a text and he's like, why would it do this? And it made a certain noise and then it made a different noise and then it stopped running. And so he abandoned it in a parking lot at a hotel. So after I finished my day and I did all the work that I had to do for the day, I went and met him when he got off work where his truck was. And I said, okay, so here's some things we need to do to diagnose it. And I played tool master while he was under the truck. He told me what wrenches he needed. He told me what tools he needed. Uh, Many of them were the wrong size. He said, well, give me this. And I gave it to him and he's like, that's too small. Well, give me this. No, that one's too big. Well, give me this one. And so I just let him walk through that process as he figured out which tools were necessary for the job and then he got to another point and he said well i'm going to do this and this i said hang on before you do that we've got to do this first this is more important he wanted to remove the starter to get a, a part out of the way so that he could see what he was looking at and i said that's great but before you remove the starter let me disconnect the battery because there's way too many chances of shocking or even electrocuting yourself with that direct feed so let me just disconnect that. It takes 10 seconds. Now, does he need to get out from under the car to do that? No, I can do that. It takes a wrench and you know, 10 seconds to disconnect, not that big a deal. Then he proceeded with the other things and then we came up with a reasonable diagnosis of where we are and what needs to be done next. Now, I only got under the car after we got to a point where he had some questions and he said, I can't do this part or I don't know what to do with this or, or what do you observe here? So let me take that back as the illustration for the phrase, know the way, show the way, and go the way. Now, am I a certified mechanic? No, I'm not. Have I been around cars most of my life? Yes, I have. I know that steps like disconnecting the battery before you disconnect the starter, those are really important. How do I know? Because I didn't do it when I was doing that myself at 15, 16 years old. I shocked myself many a times. I had sparks flying out from under the the car many times because I didn't have enough sense to do that. And there was nobody there who knew the way to show me that I should disconnect the battery and why, or to go and do it for me. You catching on? See, it doesn't matter if you're talking about working on cars, which is a fairly simple and direct, for the most part, simple and direct process. Uh, Identify the problem, come up with a solution for that problem. Follow the process to replace the part, et cetera, et cetera. But it always starts with a diagnosis, right? Look, I don't care what the problem is. The process is always very similar. Whether we're talking about a car or we're talking about a human resources department or we're talking about a new sales process or a new product that you want to bring to market or you want to talk about collaboration with a partnered company or collaboration with two people within the team who are having a challenge. If there's a problem... There is no solution to the problem without a diagnosis first, period. If you ever have a salesperson tell you, I know what your problem is and here's what you need. And they haven't listened to the pain that you're describing. They haven't listened to the problem that you have. Ask yourself if you walked into the doctor and said, Doctor, I'm in pain. And he put you in a cast without asking you how long you've had your headache. uh, You would realize you have the wrong doctor. The same is true of any salesperson that feels like they have an answer for your problem before they've diagnosed the real problem. In leadership, we have a similar contrasting concept. And that is that that leaders feel like they know what you need, what your problems are, what your solution should be. They have have already pre-diagnosed without asking any questions. When I was in sales training, probably some of the best sales training I ever received was a guy by the name of Chris Deershaw and a team, Aji Bobby, uh, who walked us through the sales process at GTE for selling Yellow Pages. And in that sales process, we spent probably 75% of our time in what we call the needs assessment. As a leader, if you're not doing a thorough needs assessment, if you haven't asked the questions, to get to the root of the problem, and I don't just mean the problems that present themselves, but the root of the problem. My son's diagnosis of his truck was, it's got this big clank, 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 rattle, rattle, rattle sound, and he couldn't figure out what that was or what was causing it or where it was coming from. But when he took off the dust cover, he found a bolt about this big. And that bolt came from an extremely important place. I said, well, the challenge isn't just that the bolt is out. It's where the bolt came from. And what damage could it have done flying around inside there when it came out? So the fact that you found the bolt, that's great. The fact that we realize now that the threads on that bolt are so stripped it can't go back where it belongs, that's great to know as well. But the bolt itself is no longer your problem. Now you've got a different problem to solve. A leader who doesn't take the time to do the proper needs assessment, to not just identify the surface issue, but to diagnose the real problem, will never find the solution. Look, if you're a leader who thinks that you've got it so all together that you don't need to do a diagnosis, that you don't need to ask more questions, that you don't need to get behind the argument between these two people in your team, You don't need to understand what the problem is with the past of this company that you're thinking about merging with or with this politician that you're thinking about serving. If you don't feel like those issues are important enough to get behind them and behind that and behind that, you're in a dangerous leadership position. Let me say that a different way. You're a dangerous leader. If you feel like you've got it all figured out and you don't need to do any diagnosis, you're a dangerous leader. It is not possible to know the way, show the way, and go the way if you don't know where you're starting. Not possible to know the way, show the way, and go the way if you've never been there. You can't be a mentor to someone who's walking on a path you've never walked on. You can't take someone down on a journey that you've never journeyed on. Now, let me make one clear distinction. What I've learned in coaching, what I've learned as a coach, by observing coaches and in watching coaches, is that there's a massive, massive difference between coaching and mentoring, a massive, massive difference between coaching and counseling, a massive, massive difference between coaching and teaching or training. And if you cannot distinguish those differences, you will be ineffective at all of them. If you think that they're pretty easily crossed over from one to the other, and that you can do the work of one while doing the work of the other, you may have a deeper understanding of it, and you may just be completely misled. Uh, The coach who trained me in coaching made some very specific distinctions, and they're powerful, and they're palpable. As a leader, you've got to know the difference. Are you coaching, or are you mentoring? Are you leading simply by influence? Or are you the leader who knows the way, shows the way, and goes the way? There will be a point where you're going to have to get your hands dirty. There's going to be a point where you're not going to just be able to tell people or instruct them on how to do something. You're going to have to be willing to get in the grit and do it with them. And if you're not that kind of leader, take some more time to mature. Take some more time to marinate in what you know, so that it's not just telling somebody what you think, what you know, or what your opinion is. It's not just giving a solution to a problem you haven't fully diagnosed, but it's a problem that you've gotten behind, that you've dug deep into the root of the problem, and you know the solution you're offering won't cure a symptom. It'll cure a problem. You need to know the way, show the way, and go the way if you're going to be a real leader. And if you need more practical application of that in your life, Send me a private message, we'll schedule a time to sit down and talk, and I'll help to outline some of the challenges that you're facing to look through the root of the problem that you're facing or the people that you're trying to serve, and see if we can get to the root of the issue to provide a genuine solution for it. I'm Jay Lauren Norris with Leading Leaders Podcast for Tell It Like It Is TV. Have a blessed day.